Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's highlight episode, I chatted with Kendra Pates, who runs Violet Poe Project. She's a curator at Illinois State University Galleries. And we talked about her show that is coming up, Horizons for the Forest, which takes place in Arlington Heights through Best Friends Gallery. So it's a curated show through her, through Violet Poe Projects, and we talked all about that. So once again, we hope you enjoy it. And again, check us out on iTunes. You'll see that there's a link right underneath this post for it. So it's all quite easy to find. And uh, again, we invite you to come out and check out the show Tall Tales, which will be opening up the same night, and there'll be information for that. But without further ado, here's Kendra talking about Violet Poe Projects. Stay tuned. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Studio Break Highlights. And this morning, I am joined by Kendra Pates. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, Dave. Thank you. Well, that's great. And again, we really appreciate you taking the time this morning. Um, I'd, I'd like to just begin by just asking you to describe Violet Poe Projects, what the project is all about, and uh, what your involvement is, who you are, and what you do. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so I live in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, my regular, I guess my day job, I'm a curator of exhibitions at University Galleries of Illinois State University, where you also went. Um and a couple of years ago, I was just, you know, feeling like there were projects I wanted to do, um, you know, some shorter term projects, some site specific projects. Um, and I'd been thinking about this for quite a while, um, but there weren't that many alternative space spaces in Bloomington at the time. There have been in the past, there are currently, but at that particular moment, there wasn't much happening in terms of things like one-night projects um, that I knew about. So um, I decided to invite a couple of friends to do projects at my house, and I called it Violet Poe Projects. And um, basically the idea of it is that I invite artists into our home. Um, They're able to pick a different area of the house to respond to. So um, it's not the type of space where every project happens in the garage or in the yard or in a specific bedroom. Um, Each project is different. So kind of a sort of a way to explore my house as well. So um, projects have happened on our front porch, in our backyard, in our living room, in a bedroom. Um, But I invite the artists in and just give them kind of total autonomy. So rather than me curating the show, it's really just me inviting the artist and then working with them and letting them realize a project in their own way and offering support. Um, Well, artists certainly need support, so that's very appreciated. Um, Why don't you just give us an example of some of the different projects that you've done so far over there? Sure. Um, Well, one of the projects that we did last year was with Claire Hedden, And she's a sculptor who works mostly with ceramic materials, but also incorporates furniture, fabrics. Um, A lot of her work responds to the domestic setting, so it's a really natural fit. And she was somebody that I'd been wanting to work with. So I invited her in, and she developed her project in response to multiple rooms in our house. Um, So we moved a little bit of the furniture out, but she brought her sculptures in and placed them really in response to the furniture. So there was one piece that was underneath our dining room table, one that was set up 
sort of propping our coffee table up off the floor. Um, another that looked as though it had toppled off of our couch. Um, and then another that was in our attic stairway. So there was a sculpture sort of at the top of the stairs with a fabric piece draping down the stairs as the shadow of the piece. Nice, nice. And what's the typical process in terms, do they just kind of show up at the door like for a, like a preliminary go-around, or do they literally just um, just show up? No, usually we talk about it at least for a couple of months ahead of time. Um, the first two projects were with Benjamin Gardner and Bill Conger, who are both really good friends. Um, and they were already both pretty familiar with the house. Um, so it just sort of stemmed from that. So people came out for those projects. And um, so some of the artists who I later showed either were there for those projects or they had seen photographs of them. Um, so as we've done more projects, it's been easier to kind of explain to the artists what's going on um, and sort of the process and figure out some of the bugs for it. But really, I usually approach an artist and just let them know what the possibilities are. Um, essentially, our only criteria are that it has to fall within the budget that we set um, and that they can't permanently alter anything in the house. Um, but other than that, you know, we want to give them as much autonomy as possible. And my husband has been very supportive of this. <laughs> um, so and he's, he's stepped in to help out with a few things as well. Um, but usually, um, depending on where the artist lives, they come and visit the house ahead of time or I send floor plans or images back and forth with them and we just kind of talk and with some projects I'm more involved with developing the idea and with some um, I'm basically just providing the space and the um, you know the publicity through the website and Facebook and word of mouth those types of things um, but sometimes the artists come and are there for a few days setting up sometimes they are there for two hours before the event um, and then each project just runs for a couple of hours on usually a Friday or Saturday night. Well, and, and, you know, one of the things that I, I guess I might kind of separate here is that, you know, uh, uh, a number of people that might have art as friends or have gone to school for studying art history or, or making art, you know, they're, they're probably very familiar with these alternative spaces. What's it like then for, for folks that maybe don't know what that's like and what kind of responses have you had? Oh, we've had really fantastic responses. You know, I think there is a different sense of, um, I don't know, it's maybe an overused word, but a different sense of community. And just, yeah, I think you're exactly right talking about it's a little bit more laid back. People feel often like it's more of a gathering, more of a party. I mean, sometimes depending on the weather, We'll have a fire in the backyard and roast marshmallows and drink beers. You know, it's just, it's kind of a nice way for people to experience the art, talk to the artist, feel like, I think sometimes in an institutional setting, um, if somebody doesn't already know the artist, sometimes they're not as likely to approach them. Um, but when it's in somebody's house and you're just drinking a beer with them, all of a sudden these barriers seem to be dropped. Um, and we've had really great turnouts. I mean, for, I think, Michael Willie's project last December, we had over 90 people. And our house is not very large, and it was December, so it, we weren't able to overflow into the yard in the way that we are in some of the other, or for some of the other projects. Um, but for that project, 
Um, you know, he has a lot of family in the area. And so there were so many people that I didn't know who were in the house, which was a really great, but also kind of bizarre experience. You know, sure. at, one, at one point I had to stand up on the furniture to try to, um, take a picture of everybody and several people gave me a strange look like, what are you doing? <laughs> because they didn't know it was my house. Um, and there were these really wonderful moments that happened. Um, when I was in grad school, I taught art at a private school here in town for three years. And some of the families I haven't seen since then. Um, and Mike happens to be friends with some of them. And so all of a sudden I ran into these people that I hadn't seen in six years and heard updates about, what their kids were doing. Um, and you know, it's, it was just a really great mix of, you know, people from the community, ISU students and faculty, um, artists from elsewhere, friends and family from elsewhere. Um, and so it's a lot of fun. And I mean, it's a really different environment when your baby is running around and her toys are, you know, people, everybody's playing in her room with all of the kids and, you know, the dog is barking in the kitchen, you know, it just, it lends itself to kind of a laid back environment. Um, but another thing, and I mean, this is one of the reasons I was particularly interested in doing this in my house is that it offers, if the artist is working on a new project, for instance, um, it's a way for them to try an idea out and get some feedback for it. Or if they have an existing a piece that's already existing. It's a way to think about it in a different way, maybe develop different relationships. When something is shown in a different environment, whether it's in a yard, in a living room, in an institutional setting, um, there are different experiences that the audience has with that piece. There are differing levels of intimacy and comfort. And so I wanted to explore that as well. Yeah. And I, I you know, I think so many of the things that you're saying are, are, really right on, you know, and especially that level of, uh, just community. Cause I, th I think there's like a, there's just a, I don't know. I, um, as an anecdote, I always told people that I didn't like eating at openings cause I always uh, was afraid someone was going to ask me something important and like, I wouldn't be able to respond to them cause I would be drinking something or eating something. Oh, <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just, uh, being in that environment, I mean, it, it seems like you always have, have people that just really kind of become kids in, in the way that they're, that they're interacting with a space or kind of looking at it. And, um, it's, it's just an interesting place to maybe exchange ideas. And, and a lot of the things that you're saying, you know, meeting people that you don't know and, you know, being able to a ask a question that you might, might never ask, you know, in a, in a, in a different situation. Right. And I think there's kind of this, depending on the project, you know, it's interesting to see, um, to see people exploring, the space that we live in too, because if a project is taking place just on one particular wall or in one particular room, people's experience of it is not confined only to that space. So it's interesting to see just on a personal note, people wandering around our house, looking at the paintings that we have, or, you know, our family photographs are there. So in a way it's a really, um, I actually get kind of nervous about it still each time because it's it's opening up our lives in a way too, you know, like mm -hmm. rendering us a little bit vulnerable um, because all of those personal effects are out um, and because people have just been 
in our house. So actually on the nights that we have projects, I have a little bit of trouble going to sleep. Um, just thinking about, oh my goodness, people that I've never met before have just been in my house. <laughs> what what if they come back at two in the morning? Um, but well, hopefully that hasn't happened yet. That, that has not happened. And, um, probably I shouldn't be admitting that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and so uh, just... Uh, just uh, you know, to, to kind of get more more current, then um, you've got a, a show coming up September fifteenth, I believe. Um, could you talk talk a little bit about that? Yes, I'm really excited about this. So this will be the first offsite project for Violet Co Projects. Um, so I guess maybe that's a good segue, following up on what we just said. Um, so um, Brian Silky, who runs Best Friends Gallery, and um, his collaborator, Casey Van Heck, are former ISC students, and I had the opportunity to get to know them really well and have worked with both of them really closely. And so I was very excited, very touched to be invited to organize a project for their space. Um, and I think you've had Brian on the show before, so um, you've talked about Best Friends Galleries before, but in case anybody has missed that, um, it's in... Brian's backyard of the house that he grew up in, and so there's his playhouse that's built outdoors, and now Casey's playhouse from when she was a child is set into the backyard. So it's in Arlington Heights, and this backyard is just this big, beautiful space, sort of like just this little oasis. You know, I was so surprised the first time I went there. It's just so shady, and there are these huge trees. And so when he asked me to do this, the first thing I told him was that I wanted to utilize the yard in a way I didn't want to confine the project just to at the time he invited me it was just his tree house um which was great but I wanted to expand beyond the confines of that individual space um and he was really supportive of that and so this will be a little bit different from the Violet Poe projects as well because this is um more of a curatorial effort as opposed to an artist project at Violet Poe where I invite the artist and let them completely realize it. Um, so the project is called Horizon for the Forest, and it's titled after Yona Kwak's poem of the same name. And I read her poem several months ago, and it was just so compelling and gripping, and the imagery she used is so kind of, I don't know, just fierce. And I kept coming back to it over and over again, um, and so I thought of several different ideas for this project, but I kept coming back to this poem. And um, particularly with the forest imagery and this outdoor space with these large trees, it just seemed like a really natural way to, um, to respond to this poem, to use this project as a way to respond to this poem. Um, so the exhibition will be one night, like the Violet Poe projects, and just like the other best friends galleries. Um, so it will be at seven o'clock on September 15th and there will be six amazing artists, um, who are all living in, or mostly several from the Midwest, um, and a few from outside. Stephanie Brooks is in Chicago, Illinois. Um, Claire Hedden and Jenny Hansen are here in normal. Um, Dawn Rowe is in, she lives part-time in Winter Park, Florida and part-time in Asheville, North Carolina. And Sarah Stonefoot's in Madison, Wisconsin, and Jennifer Gustafson is in Brooklyn. So it's great to be able to bring 
all of these artists together. And some of them will be there for the opening. Some of them will be working on site to install pieces um, leading up to the opening. So very excited about it. Excellent, excellent. And so, you know, um, certainly could, could ask tons of questions about this. Um, but, you know, first of all, without necessarily giving away... Um, Giving away anything, um, what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of experience are you are you looking to, to kind of create for uh, people that are going to be visiting the space? That's a really good question. Um, I would like them to get a sense of. I'm hoping to capture some of the intensity of Yona's poem um, without. I guess all of these artists, um, they're all women whose work has really touched me in multiple ways and who I think about their work a lot. Um, I keep coming back to it. Um, and so the way the show will be set up doesn't privilege one piece or one artist or the poet. Um, it doesn't favor one thing over the other, even though it is titled for Horizon. Um, but the poem will have a really kind of beautiful sort of subtle presence filtering throughout the entire yard. Um, where originally, when I first started thinking about this, the poem was going to actually have a physical presence um, in terms of like actual lettering on the wall. Um, but now there will be an oral component for the poem, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I think just... The way the show will be set up will encourage sort of movement through the yard. So there's this huge yard, um, and I guess having these moments of discovery throughout it rather than um, sort of directing the attention right to one space. Um, yeah, well, I think that would be it. And, and I would say, too, just having been there, you know, the... Um it, I don't know, it, the way that you kind of described it in the beginning, I mean, it really is an expansive kind of space. When I think about being in a space where I'm going to be walking through something like grass, it's going to make a different sound than, you know, yes. cement floors and, you know, the hum of like a overhead lighting and, and things like that. And so I, I kind of I kind of think that that seems like an interesting, interesting thing, the way that you might float between these pieces as opposed to kind of hovering around a, a hub or you know, some main area. So that, that should be a, a very interesting... And I like, I mean, there's something kind of magical. I mean, this isn't necessarily a wooded area, but there are, there's this stand of a lot of trees in the backyard. Um, and I just think there's something kind of magical about experiencing this. You know, the show runs from 7 to 10, um, and it will be in mid-September. So the lighting will be changing as people are arriving and throughout the first hour or two of the show. So I think there's sort of a magical quality to that. Um, and that hopefully there will be some fireflies out, you know, and, um, you know, I think it is a very different way to experience work and all of the artists and the poet have been so supportive. Um, they've been really enthusiastic and, you know, when I'm always careful about something like, approaching an artist and saying, so could I show your work outdoors? <laughs> you know, what would be the stipulations for that? Um, and wanting to, you know, preserve the integrity of their pieces as well and be, um, you know, aware of any potential, you know, 
I mean, some things obviously can't be exposed to dew, um, you know, can't be sitting out in the grass. Um, so but the artists have really been wonderful to work with, and I'm very, very touched that they all are a part of this. Excellent. You know, and, and there's a, a thing that happens, I think, when you're in a gallery where you you almost kind of see it as a separate space from, from what your life is. And I think that what I really like about your, um, your curatorial projects or, or Violet Poe projects is that it really kind of does invite people to, you know, to recognize that artists are, are people and that they have lives. And I think it, in a, in a way, um, I don't know, it just serves to showcase that a little bit more. And so I think that's one of the things that I really like about the way that these are situated and, and kind of created. And lastly, just to, just to make sure that we're clarified too here. So if you could just, uh, so the date is September 15th from seven to nine or 10 PM. Is that right? Yes. I think we listed it from seven to 10. I know Brian, um, often goes beyond that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so but that's how we listed it. So if you show up late, that'll be good. Um, well, obviously show up early, but you know, you can stay late. Um, and then again, if you could just uh, remind everyone, you know, if they want to find out more information about uh, Violet Poe projects or anything that you have coming up, where they could go and, and find out more information, it'd be great. Oh, great. Thank you. Yes, it's really easy. Just violetpoeprojects.org. So V-I-O-L-E-T-P-O-E projects.org. And then um, there's also a Facebook page, which is just, um, if you just look for Violet Poe on Facebook, you can find it. And then um, Best Friends Gallery also has a Facebook page. Um, I think it's facebook.com slash be best friends. So be best friends. And there's information about the project in all three places. And then also that evening, we should mention your project, Dave, which is happening nearby um, an hour before this one starts. Yes, this is uh, very true, actually. The exhibition is called Tall Tales. And we've got a number of previous Studio Break artists that are going to be featured in the exhibition. So we have Bill Conger, Benjamin Gardner, Bob Jones, Adam Mysock, John Reddington, and Tim Roby. And so the idea for the show is that all the artists in some way are dealing with storytelling or narrative, mythology. Again, some of those times are very direct, some of them indirect, and again, a number of different mediums. So... Um, Again, the space is right at 59 and Meridian Parkway in Aurora, so it's right by the mall over there, conveniently located to a Amtrak station, and then also uh, pretty close to 88, so if anybody's commuting uh, from Chicago or driving up north, um, you can easily head on over and still make the show in Arlington Heights. So yeah, and you know, in, in true alternative fashion, um, it's actually located in a strip mall, so Guests will park in uh, the parking lot and then are asked to come around through the back door. So you'll enter through the back door of the space. And, um, you know, we're just trying to honor uh, the arrangement that we've made with uh, the, uh, uh, the people that work in the space. So, again, that's why there's not a big public push. But uh, the week of, I'll provide a, a specific address um, and then, you know, give that to you so that you can put that in the Orzen for the uh, Forest page. And then also any other guests that are interested in uh, attending this show. And again, we'd really love it if you come check it out. We've got a lot of great artists for it. But um, just email me on Facebook, uh, Dave Linaway on Facebook, or uh, check out the Studio Break page and email me there. And I'd be happy to provide you more information or just a, a straight-up invite for it. So uh, please do that as well. 
It's it's actually coincidentally kind of a weird opposite show, I guess. Then, huh? Yes, <laughs> I was thinking that. And it is. It, oh, it's it's just a shame that we missed the first. Uh, you know, we're we'll be halfway through the month, and there won't be a full moon. Oh, that's true. Because that would have been very poetic, I guess. Um, well, it sounds fantastic. So, congratulations to you on getting that going as well. All right. Well, thanks again, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate your interest. Thanks again to Kendra for joining us. And if you want to find out more about Violet Poe Projects, just check out violetpoeprojects.org. As always, if you haven't heard of Studio Break before, we've got a bunch of other podcasts available at studiobreak.com. Each of those posts have usually a slideshow attached to them and are loaded with links to their websites and information. And also, you'll notice that there's a hyperlink for the iTunes store. Again, a lot of people prefer listening that way because you can just click there. You can send over to the iTunes store. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can use it as a default player. And once again, if you are there, we'd really appreciate it if you left some feedback. It just helps gain a bit of visibility for those that are just looking for different podcasts to listen to. So, again, we'd really appreciate any kind of comments or feedback there. And then, of course, through the blog page. And lastly, through the Facebook Studio Break page. And a lot of people find out about upcoming guests and and get previews for upcoming shows and things like that there. So please check all of those things out. Our music day was found at freemusicarchive.org, where they've got thousands of songs available to download. Again, that's how I pretty much do it. Search through what they got, and they have a huge, huge library, and you can conveniently download it to whatever you want as an MP3 file. So again, free music is free music. And today we had Jason Shaw and the song Autumn Sunset bringing us in, and Back to the Woods is taking us out. And just a reminder, in case you don't know who I am, David Linway. Once again, I do make paintings as well, so if you want to check out my work, it's at davidlinway.com. And lastly, just a reminder, September 15th, we got Tall Tales in Aurora from 6 to 8 p.m., and then we've got Horizon for the Forest from 7 to 10 o'clock in Arlington Heights. Once again, I hope to see a lot of you out at both of those shows. Really looking forward to it. We'll talk to you real soon.